Hey guys, it's Casual Friday. That means it's Nancy Matt's Friday. Today's topic is making a promise and your deceased loved ones hear you. We'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. How's everybody doing? Closer and closer to Christmas. Closer, closer. Uh, I hope you said you're doing okay. I think you said you're doing okay. Excuse me for the crunch. I've uh, just got a real thin sliver of my Jolly Rancher left. I love Jolly Ranchers. In fact, I'm going to be doing a uh, TikTok featuring Jolly Ranchers probably this weekend. So we'll see if I get around. Right. And a quick reminder about tomorrow evening. Uh, starting at 6 p.m. tomorrow, I will be building a constructing a gingerbread house live on TikTok. So if any of you have a TikTok account or want to get one, come on over and watch me do this live. I might even do it on StreamYard. We'll see how it goes. But I've only got one phone, so <laughs> I can only do so much. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal need, we can get you. It might take us a couple days because California is this ginormous state, but uh, we will get to you. In the case that we can't get to you right away, we have uh, psychics on staff who could phone you and talk to you about what may or may not be going on in your place of residence or business or wherever you're having the issues. And in most cases, they can call me energy down and... Uh, Get, you know, give us time to get out there, and like, and you know, it's not like it's going to take us a week or anything like that to get out there. We'll get out there within the first, the first one or two days after you contact us. Okay. That being said, if you're watching from Facebook tonight and you like what you hear and see, please be sure to hit that follow button and show us some love. Give us some thumbs up. Um, you know, happy faces, hearts, all that good stuff. Also, comment, comment over the comment section because what that does is. It puts us higher in Facebook's FYP, and get, it gets it gets the attention of the bigwigs, and so they distribute uh, they distribute us out to more people. Same thing with YouTube; it works the same. Come on over if you're you know if you're watching from our YouTube page, uh, show us some love. Same thing, thumbs up, happy faces, love hearts. Uh, FYP, it's all about the FYP. Comment, same thing happens. And if you haven't done so already, feel free to uh, subscribe. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe over there. And uh, if you when you, if you start poking around, you're going to notice that we have more than 800 videos sitting over there. They're all this show. And uh, there are some ghost investigation stuff, too. But uh, they're in categories. So if you're into Nancy Matts and you want to hear more of her shows, just, just just head on over to that folder and click on that sucker. And it just pops right up, just like with the uh, cryptid folder and the UFO folder and all the alien abductions and all that good stuff. So check out our YouTube page as well. Now, if you want to find us, there's multiple places to find us. You can find us on Facebook under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio, California Haunts Ghostly Events. You can find us under 
Sacramento Sears, S-E-E-R-S. You can find us under my name. You can find us on Instagram under Ghosty Gal. You can find us over at YouTube under California Haunts. TikTok, we are California Haunts. Uh, YouTube, we're also California Haunts Radio. So you can get us under either. Uh, Twitch, Twitch, Twitch. I remember these things. Twitch, we are Cal Haunts. Okay. So uh, those, like I said, there's multiple ways to find us. We are everywhere. Everywhere. We're, we're even on Meetup. If you haven't got a Meetup account yet, that's a freebie too as well. And uh, we do a lot of events and uh, they're advertised uh, mainly on Meetup. And that's going to be California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team at Meetup.com. Okay. Speaking of which, guys, I'm going to be posting this tonight over at the Meetup. Nancy and I are doing a quickie event. And what I mean by quickie event is it's going to be a, a quick turnaround, a week from Sunday. Uh, we're going to uh, sit down with you guys and do some readings. Okay. But what these readings are, if, you, if you're into this sort of thing, is that winter solstice is starting. And it's starting, uh, I believe, on the 21st is when it starts. And we're going to be sitting down on the 17th. Because what winter solstice is, it's kind of like the new year. It's out with the old, in with the new. So if you have like old business that you haven't uh, come to terms with or finished off with, you know, we can talk about that or we can talk about your future. You know, we can, do, we can talk about your future. And what that entails is that it's, it, it's a psychic reading. And we're going to take uh, up to 10 guests and we might split it into two shows. Or, I mean, two, two sections. We're going to do one, I know for sure, at six at six p.m. Pacific on Sunday, a week from a week from Sunday, and then if we do split it up, we'll probably do another one at maybe do, do a two-hour stretch and take a break, you know, like a five-minute break in between, and then have the next group come in behind that. But uh, uh, we'd like to do a reading for you, like reading to clear, you know, to clear things up for you for the solstice in, in the coming new year. So if that sounds like something you're interested in um, tonight. 10 p.m. Pacific, head on over to the California Haunts uh, Meetup page and sign up over there. And hopefully by tomorrow morning, midday tomorrow, I'll have it up on the California Haunts Radio website. So, uh, yeah, so come on over and do that. It's $20 for the reading, and you, you're going to get it. You're probably going to get it close, maybe to a 5-10 minute reading out of it. And uh, you can ask anything you want. Unlike when we have these short question and answers here, you can ask anything you want and Nancy will discuss it with you. You might even have one of your deceased relatives pop in and Nancy will talk about that as well. So if that sounds like something you're interested in to start off the new year and the solstice with, come on over and join us a week from Sunday. All right. Tonight we've got an interesting topic and um, I got to laugh about this because there was a, there was a Frasier uh, episode. I, I love Frasier. And there was this, there was this episode, um, but it, it didn't have quite to do with this topic tonight. But it was interesting because Niles had just gone through heart open heart surgery, and uh, he made all kinds of promises to the you know people upstairs and his relative, his deceased relatives and stuff. And uh, he wondered if, if they had heard him. And uh, Frazier had done the same thing, and it was funny because you know he made these promises and. When he had to break one, the light, of course, of course, the lightning storm came and all that. It made him nervous. So it, it, it kind of had to do with this topic and it didn't. But it's just kind of funny that, you know, we're talking about this tonight about, you know, promises you make and, and do your deceased relatives hear them? I believe they do. You know, I, I've had a lot of experience here, 
you know, with, with my family, my, my deceased family, and I, I do believe they they hear you. I do believe that. But I think Nancy's got more information for us about that. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Nancy in and let her uh, talk about that. And uh, we'll see what Nancy's been up to. All right, here we go. Oh, I love it. What what have I been up to? Well, <laughs> I actually have had this on my uh, word up. I've been typing on this for a couple of days, and I, I realized you have only have about two and a half to three pages, three pages actually, and that's because I've enlarged the print so I can see the screen. <laughs> uh, this is touching at this time of year, and I felt it was appropriate. I also had a client two days ago, and if she's watching, I will send the email off to you on some of the links I promised you. <laughs> uh, it's a sentimental time. I know that most of us, I would say 95% of us have had spirit people around us and not know and know. Uh, we've had relatives that passed away the last year or two years, and Char has pretty much uh, topped the numbers of the people I've talked to. <laughs> but at the same time, it's unfortunate that I don't want to be sensitive about this. We all lose people. And even in my family, I Karen, in my family, uh, one of the grandchildren, little girl, she must watch a show or something. She's only five. And she's talking about dying all the time. Oh, you're going to die. You're old. Or you're, how do people die? It was like very touching to me and very curious. Uh, topic of five-year-old. You don't know if it's a past life thing or she's worried about family members leaving and we get to a place of realizing that us old folks, <laughs> I told my daughter this, I says, us old folks, we have to step aside. We have to make room for the upcoming. And for me to be greedy and say, well, I just want to live forever. That's greedy. I'm breathing air that they need. And yet you'll say to me, well, my relative was too young, 30, 50, 40, well, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. And even at 80, 90, 102, someone left the other day, very well known. Uh, producer of TV shows, and we're all grieving. Sorry, they're probably rejoicing to finally say the family of that gentleman say, well, finally he's here, yet we still miss him. And I imagine people in industry, uh, movie industry, are probably saying, boy, I sure need some advice on this guy. Well, he was in the industry so, industry so long that he will be giving advice. And will you hear it? Will you know it? Or will you be asking? I want to cover a few things that Perhaps you've already been doing, you want to do. And I always do this show with the intent of maybe bringing up something that you haven't thought about. And the other thing, too, I was typing a little note to Char. Usually I have too many pages. <laughs> I have to talk really fast. Some of these topics I probably could write a small book about. Yet I hold back because who wants to read about every little topic? And these shows are a platform where I can talk about some of the things I've put up put up with I've dealt with over these years decades three decades now and with sympathy I grieve like you do I miss my father he was killed at 33 yet it changed my entire life because we relocated from Los Angeles to Northern California where I ended up meeting my husband and we had wonderful children so the divine stepped in and readjusted uh, there was a, a near-death experience. Oh, I knew there was something I wanted to find. I, I enjoy near-death experiences when I accidentally come across a watch. And this gentleman said they had a near-death experience. And in that experience, he went into the in-between place. So he passed over and became 
and involved with this landscape that was very unusual and he heard a voice but in front of him was a box and had um like like the insides of a clock but larger and like a computer and there was wheels and wheels and wheels and wheels put my hands down nancy and i thought oh this is a different aspect of what it was and he had had a terrible accident plane crashed into the ground it was a small plane and he came out of it with a lot of injuries and put him in a seven-day coma just to get him stable. And he had injuries to his center, ribs and all kinds of stuff. And he said that even in the in-between life, he knew he'd been injured. But these wheels, these intricate pieces that were rotating, 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 you can almost imagine 10 clocks all put together. And it was a box. And he just felt like he wanted to touch one. And he touched one and they all blew apart and then they came together and they were readjusting and the man was ah, taken back. He just wanted to touch one. And he, he was so taken back. He says, oh, what have I done? What have I done? And the gentleman said, you took out a bad decision and now your future is being recalculated. So at that point, the gentleman knew he was going to go back. He wasn't allowed to move forward. And it wasn't like he was an individual that had a lot of regrets. It was just that in our lives, every one of us have looked back and said, oh, I wish I hadn't said it like that. Or if I had made that choice differently, or I wish I hadn't made that choice. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us are in conflict, not all the time, but human beings are programmed to worry and doubt and be in fear. And that's survival instincts from the caveman days. Only little babies have the only fear they have is of falling, falling out of the mother's arms, falling on the ground. That's what we're born with. And so the other fears are introduced to us by other people in our modern age. It's movies. My husband loves all the bang up, shoot them up, fearful things that if I saw happen in the streets, I would go, oh my gosh, you know, how do you get away from this kind of stuff? That some people are gravitated to be entertained by that. That's that's perfectly all right. But most of us live with the fear of making the wrong choice, of hampering our lives, of hurting ourselves. And, and I think that in some way keeps us on the path of not righteousness or anything, but we don't want to put ourselves in conflict. And so and sometimes, and I know every one of us said, you'll sit back and go, gee, I need some help. This is like so terrible. <laughs> and so I would like to now you know, get my little spiel. So let's go on. But I would like to introduce an idea, um, happy Friday. Um, pretty soon I won't be able to see the, the comments, everybody, because I'll be clicking on words. So Karen's in the room, and of course I adore her. She's lovely. If, there seems to be somebody in Facebook, possibly. I don't know who's live, but I feel like there's someone grieving. In fact, two. One's a, a dog, and I feel like one somebody's grieving a mother. If you're, if you're in a place where you can uh, tap into this, how do I pick this up? Well, because... Someone's thinking very strongly. I wish I could talk to her because I know she talks to dead people. Um, and so I I can feel it. No, it's not always the best. <laughs> Do I block it? I can't always because you're so strong. You're so in grievance. And sometimes when we have um, a visual of somebody, and Shar talked about this. She felt somebody, um, Shar, I'm not going to say who it is, felt somebody in a presence. And we do, we do. It's hard to say, uh, no, we don't want to have anybody in our energy field. 
but I can feel it. I picked it up before uh, we even started. I picked up an animal, dark, possibly dark color, um, possibly a dog. Of course, cats could be larger and uh, whatever. But um, I, if someone can get in the room, if you have a question, I'll be willing to ask answer some of these questions. Mm -hmm. Many of you know my story. I was working Pacific Bell, and I was in the year 22, uh, my 22nd year of working Pacific Bell. I had had cancer at 39. I got divorced about six months later. I left my husband, got divorced. Um, I worked out Auburn, California, and I drove down to what Watt Avenue baseline area. Um, and this was in, um, let's see, I, I was uh, got cancer in 87, left my husband in 88, uh, moved to um, around the local, but I bought a house in 89 in Watt Avenue, uh, Black Eagle Drive, PFV, Sac North High Sacramento, Sacramento Address. So anybody who knows those areas might be familiar. So I had quite a long drive, 45 minutes. Uh, in those years, the traffic wasn't quite as bad. Um, I had a Toyota Corolla, a smaller car. And I was driving home, and I had just been to the doctors. It had been a year and a half. And I was um, pretty um, elated. The doc said, well, we're going to monitor you every six months for two years, and then every couple of years. And if you can make five years, that's really good. If you can make 15, you're better. And I I was like, I couldn't quite comprehend that. It seemed like, you mean I'm not going to be safe for 15 years? When I got cancer in 87, unfortunately, chemotherapy killed people. And I was on the border of needing it. They said, well, we have to make a decision. And I was only 39. And so they didn't want to risk it. And so I always felt like I had democracies or whatever, democracies, a sword hanging over my head. And that's one reason I wanted a fresh start. And we married young. We drifted apart. There was issues. You know, you have to do that. And so I, coming home, I was driving Auburn to my house, new house. I just ran new home. And I was crying. I thought, I can't believe I'm going to live. And that mm -hmm. time I was really um, socked into an idea. Well, I'll just work tell the company. I'll probably meet a nice engineer. Uh, I was in management that, see, was I? Uh, yeah, I was. I was, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I thought I'd meet a nice engineer and start life with someone new. Okay. And I realized, what am I going to do now? I'm working a telephone company. I felt like I would. And then in the car, I said out loud, I was so grateful for I, I was so grateful that I was going to get to live. And I was so grateful that I had the kahunas <laughs> to leave a 21-year marriage. Um, we had everything. I had as much money as I ever needed. You know, women, we get a great house. We want to stay in it type of thing. And I gave up everything. And so I said to the universe, I was holding down still, and I was just crying my eyes out. I was so happy. It, the doc said I probably could live, you know, and I said, thank you for my life and my sanity. And if you wish, I will work for you the rest of my life. Well, oh, gives me goosebumps. Sorry, everybody. I was holding well. All of a sudden, the, shop, the inside the car went <sighs> like this. And I looked around. I was on the freeway. There wasn't any anything on the road that would interfere with the tires it was smooth but the reverberation of the inside of the car mm -hmm. i sat up and i went what was that 
that was um, uh, April. Let's see, that was May 1st, 1990. May 4th. No, sorry, it was April 30th. It was actually on my birthday that I was saying this. April 30th, 1990. The following Friday, I was at work and I just felt still elated. And I felt like I someone had said, somehow I got the idea, we'll go to Sunrise Mall. And I go, oh, yes. Anybody know Sunrise Mall? At the time, it was the place to go. And in 1989, um, it was it was so out in the country. <laughs> the, Civilization hadn't built up. It was like going out in the country to this great big mall. Of course, it's the center of town now. I went shopping. I got into the mall. And what happened was I walked maybe four stores. And all of a sudden, I had this jerk on me like this. And I go, what? And I had the feeling I had to leave. And I go, I just got here. I'm talking to nobody, right? And I says, I have to leave. And I went, uh, I have to leave? Duh. And every time I took a step, I was being held like stepping in molasses. So I got my car and I go, well, I'm done shopping. I guess. <laughs> I'm not so manipulative, but the urge was like when I was in Farrell's ice cream parlor. Everybody knows the September of 1972, uh, uh, the universe told me to leave. And as soon as my daughter and I, my sister left, a plane crashed into the building, killed 22 people at a birthday party. Same kind of energy. Wow. Like this. So <laughs> I got in and I wanted to go home one way and the universe kept telling me, go this way, go that way. And I hadn't realized how powerful that prayer was. And this is what I want to talk about, that prayer. And it's on my website, nancymetz.com. By the way, that's being remodeled as soon as I get where I can see better. I had my eyes worked on. I'm so blurry. But as soon as I can, I got... Um, probably three or four more weeks at least. So Char knows this. We're both revealing websites, by the way. <laughs> and uh, so I was directed to go to the Spirit of Grace, the street on Auburn Boulevard, across on the Sylvan, Sylvan Cemetery. And that was where the first day of the rest of my life, that was uh, Friday night, May 4th, 1990. And I pulled in the parking lot. I went, I don't recognize this part of town. I did know it. But I didn't mm -hmm. want to, you know, we were seeing these little tiny houses, 800 square feet, and the Madonnas in the window lit up. <laughs> I went, where am I? And the pastor comes out, and he says, waving his arms, six-foot-something guy waving his arms. I'm going, <laughs> excuse me, roll that window up. I'm getting out of here. And he says, wait a minute, you're supposed to be here. I go, I am? Come on in. And I saw uh, a demonstration of psychometry that night. And it was the first day uh, I witnessed the first reading. And as he got information, so did I. And I jumped up after he was done. And I went, wow, I got this information. I ended up reading eight people that night. <laughs> Never done it before. Within a month, I had 30 people every night. Within a couple months, I had 40, 50. And that's what happens when the universe hears you. So I want to go through um, some of the steps. I will cover it. And Shar is going to monitor the chat room to see if there's any questions. Mm -hmm. And um, and I love doing this here, everybody. I'm so, so proud of the hard steps that we have to take sometimes. Because two years after, a year and a half after I got into the Universal Christ of Master uh, Spiritualist Church, it was February. And I was driving the car home one night, and Spirit said to me, get your ministry. 
I go, huh? <laughs> what? What? And I talked to Ken and Ollie, and they um, uh, were Christ-based, which was fine. But they didn't believe in reincarnation. And they didn't believe in um, other things. And I thought to myself, well, I've been seeing this. You know, I was doing readings very active. Uh, children saying their grandpa. And there was other things. So I got my ministry of a laid out of um, Florida whose brother opened a, um, a spiritual church in Stone, Arizona. So I was um, got a ministry, a uh, church of living God, Sedona, Arizona. And February, um, that was uh, end of February, March, the next year. And so um, that's how everything started for me. But uh, when I talk about making pledges, it doesn't have to be as profound as mine. It could be something that's much at a lower level of satisfaction. But I want you to visualize this box. If you were standing in front of your life and it was representative of wheels and pulleys and all kinds look like a big watch inside. And if you could touch one thing in the future that you know isn't going to be good for you, would you do it? Or how can we change our path? And then you might say, well, Nancy, you read me for 25, 30 years out. <laughs> do we have a chance? to change it. You know what? I don't know. But I do believe, and this happened recently, a lady in Kentucky, I saw her getting a job on, in Virginia. And she went for interviews, invited her girlfriend to go for interviews. Guess what? The girlfriend got the job and she didn't. And then her brother called up from Florida and said, why don't you move to Florida? Well, I never saw Florida. I see Virginia. So she, oops, so she has a chance to take a diversion down the road to have an experience in Florida before the opportunity comes up in Virginia, because I've never not seen that. So I, I'm not positive. I know what variations we have. Can things mm -hmm. not happen? I hope so. If someone says, Nancy, you always write, and they always call me up for every little detail. That's a lot of pressure on me because then I'm asked to live your life. I only do what I do. I only get what I get. And people have heard me say, you want to talk to your spirit people. I can't, I can, I'm hoping you're going to ask them to show up because I certainly can't. Who am I? And there's one lady, she says, is my brother here? Is my father here? Is my mother here? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. One at a time, let me see if I can sense them. And a lot of times it's people we want, but most of the time it isn't. And I don't have any control. I'm just a lowly human being that can just do this. And I, and for you who are learning how to be medium or do psychic work, we are a receiver. I tell people I'm a big sponge. Whoop. Suck it all in and give it back. I cannot give you what you don't want to receive. And so remember that when we do these readings, can you change your future? I hope so. Can you ask for help? Probably. In reality, you've already done these things because when I read you years and years and years out, those steps that you're going to make are already done on the path I see for you. Kind of trippy, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, so part of my doing this, I just happened to have a client uh, who talked to me about talking to the deceased uh, family members. And she asked how to do it. This is just a couple of days ago before Shar and I, uh, after Shar and I decide what we're going to talk about here. And I found the coincidence. Remember that word, synchronicities and coincidences. And I spent, spoke to her that she was about, ready just to start. She eventually wants to do psychic readings. And I go, oh, well, let's get it going here. And I mentioned automatic writing. So keep that in mind. Automatic writing is um, 
just get a pile of paper. Left hand, right hand, doesn't matter to me. Just do it the best you can. If you're right hand, of course, you're going to have the pen in your hand. Left hand will top, touch the top left corner of the pad of paper that's loose. Don't have it. <laughs> it has to be like copy paper, all single sheets. And you just move your whole arm. You don't move your finger. You don't move your wrist. You don't move your elbow. But let them control the arm. And eventually you will hear, see words that come up. And that's the first, I think that's a really good first step. Because you're not trying to own getting it. You're allowing you to receive it. So uh, so the thing I want you to get to, a uh, client asked about talking communication with spirit, automatic writing. And I asked her to get used to the feeling of the arena you are going to be sitting in and the air. Oh, the kitchen table. I says, how many times at the kitchen table did you sit and do anything? She said, blah, blah, blah. And I says, how many have, times have you sat there? And then had perceptions of the space you're sitting in. Be present. Be mindful of the area you're sitting in. Now, she is married. And I said, you have to do this. Maybe when Papa's not around, husband, me. And just get used to sitting there quietly. Like maybe when everybody's gone to sleep, just slip out of the bed and go into the front room or wherever you want to sit that's quiet. And have a sense of space. And when you do, just relax. And have a sense of the air. Now, most of you know I did uh, six years of cemetery tours with John Mettencourt in Sacramento City Cemetery. Quite a tough job. We would go out a, a week ahead of time, and I would give him all this information about every plot he wanted me to talk about. A lot of times he would let me decide. And I would tell him a story about the stone, and he wouldn't even let me look and see who it is. <laughs> I would be telling him most of the time. I would say half the time I didn't get to see the stone, the names or anything. And he would wait until the night of the tour and then tell everybody I was right or not. And clearly, if I'm doing five and six tours every summer for six years and, and then he passed away, I must have been right enough, right? So I got to a place of just accepting information. And in those tours, it got to where people would come and say to me, I say to John, is Nancy going to show up? Because I want someone to well, t t choose me. I want her to choose me to feel a spirit person. And so I would say on the night of the tours, and it was lucky we didn't have a lot of rain. I don't know if Shar came when there was any bad weather, but most of the time it seemed to be good weather, right, Shar? The time oh, yeah. you came, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we would go around and sit. <laughs> That's how Shar and I met. Little, yep. Just a young girl in college when I met her. Anyway, uh, we would be standing around, and I'd be seeing the spirit people. <laughs> And people say, Nancy's talking to a spirit person watcher. And I'd be saying, can you stand here for a minute? Or a couple would come from the street dressed in their finery of 1900 or something. And I go, hey, come over here. Let me <laughs> let me introduce you. Oh, it's making me laugh. Oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, a few times I would say to the audience, the group that would like to experience that, I said, would you do me a favor and just stand where you are and feel the air? Now, who would like to touch a spirit person, and I couldn't do them all. It was just arbitrary. And I would grab someone's wrist like this, and I'd say, feel the air. What does it feel like? You feel that? You're real calm? Then I'd slap it to energize the hand. And they, I'd go, oh, I feel the air. Yes, I feel cool. And they would demonstrate, and then I would take very carefully the same arm, and I'd put it inside of a body, a, a spirit person. 
<laughs> a spirit body. And then the eyes would light up. And no, they wouldn't be standing next to a tree. It did happen a couple times. But I remember one lady was standing there in the primary of 1900s. And she was doing this. And I grabbed someone's hand. I put her into the chest because she was smaller. And that the person's eyes went, wow. <laughs> Just wellowed up, and uh, because electricity of that person is different than the air, there's more. There's more to it because we're just energy, and and the spirit person would get all jazzed up, and it was like crazy. And I've already told the story, so I'll share it again. Uh, of a lady who brought her dying friend, and the lady was dying of pancreatic ca cancer, and she had a couple months left. And of the 200, 150, 200 people more that I had on some tours, I picked the dying friend. Now, how did I know, right? And she wrote me a lovely letter. It's at my Nancy Matt's testimonials, 10, 20, 30 pages. I don't know a lot of pages. So you'd have to find it in there. But the testimonial at the letter, she said, you didn't know my friend was dying. And you, uh, I'm going to cry. And you picked her and you let her feel the energy of a man and it was one of these big belly man and so he was going to be a good please stand here and he was going like this too <laughs> and she felt this spirit man and she said to me i can't believe it but it's real and she died only a few weeks later and that's in the letter this lady wrote to me it it changed me it's like i'm just a, i'm just a person doing this and you've heard other people say, I can't believe I just do this. And, and I've gotten to a place of knowing that I'm an instrument. I'm a tool for the universe. But what it taught me is to be confident that we survive and that we do live on and that there is proof. So I'm saying to you, this, these spirit people, whether they come into your presence when you're calm and listening or feel, when feel you have to know the air, I want you to sit quietly. I would like you to do it for a few days in a row. And then if in those days you get a sense of someone who's deceased or you ask, Dad, I would love to have you visit me. In those nights when you're quiet, it shouldn't take more than 15, 20 minutes, they will know that you're going to show up. The air will shift just like in the tours, getting someone's hand and moving it because I would never touch the hand. I would grab it here. I say, feel the air. What does it feel like? And I would go slow and move it right into the body of a man or woman that's standing, spirit person, everybody. And they would go like this, men and women. Men would raise on them. Like, I'd like to say, hey, this woman, let me have it, prove it to me. And I, I, I think there was maybe one person that didn't get it. Well, that's mm -hmm. fine. I, I don't know Char was at that time, but I remember one man. Yeah, the doubt was so big, he couldn't reach it but there were so many people around him who could oh they're just making it up well i don't think so <laughs> marianne mobley was there with a string of pearls on her face and sharp took a picture of her hello remember that well remember uh, that? Woosley. yeah woosley uh, marianne woosley. 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 woosley yeah i got her right right next to you right sitting on the tube right cell. right and i was looking at her going I wonder why she's there like don't you have a better place to go she had a little string of pearls on was darling. You can anyway, see her cap too, because she had a hat uh -huh. on. She had she had this hat on. Mm -hmm. um, so we can see better at a photograph of those who don't do this for a living. But if I turn now, I'm not gonna turn the switches on while I'm talking to you. <laughs> just distract me. I feel man's in here with me. I'm going, 
who are you? He's looking over my shoulder, looking at the screen while I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> and I go, okay, back off just a little. I feel my mother, is, oh, it's a woman in here, probably my mother. But this guy's kind of leaning over, looking at the screen. I hope you enjoy this. Anyway, kind of a broader guy. Uh, he's older. Oh, are you Bud? Anyway, um, Bud is the prior owner. <laughs> he died a few months before we bought the place. But at the same time, when we get used to feeling the air, relaxing, you're changing your vibration, you're anticipating. So unless you do an automatic writing or you're sitting in contemplation of who's going to be here and what that, what can I ask? So I'm going to be pointing out a few things. That's really important to understand that they are pure energy and they sometimes will show up like an orb. And then before they present this fellow here is uh, full bodied. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. It's a light blue, a color on, uh, anyway, uh, I'm being distracted. So anyway, um, that's a good way to start is finding a place in your house that you find sacred, quiet, peaceful, um, relaxed. And now remember, you might be in the throes of grief. Uh, you may be in the throes of uh, separation of the family, a divorce, and you want comfort. So we're going to move on. Um, in your family, when you think of who you'd like to talk to, you have to make sure they hear you. I always ask my clients, and today was another um, uh, example, I kept asking the lady, what are people called? And sometimes people have these beautiful names on the birth certificate, but it's not necessarily what we call them in everyday life. Find that name, even if it's dad, like bud, dad, same together and say, oh, wait a minute, someone's calling me. How many dads are called out there? I want to talk to dad. Well, maybe dad doesn't, how many dads are being called? So sometimes having that first name is really, really important. And then I, as you want them to show up, I want you to think about the last time you gave them a hug. Did they have a, a smell to them? Not uh, one of illness. Think of a time when they were healthier because that's how they'll show up. They won't show up sick. Uh, there's a lot of conditions, unfortunately, that has an uncomfortable smell. Um, I have smelt those smells. Uh, one, somebody uh, in Tucson, I did a semi, um, house investigation, and the woman had died of cancer. And I was in the house. No, I was remote viewing. Uh, Professor Gary Swartz had me do this. And I remember in the, in the presentation I was giving about this woman who died, I could smell her cancer. So I know there's a lot of bad smells out there. The diabetes can have a smell. Um, I don't want you to smell that because I want you to realize they're going to be healthy. Okay? Um, and so I want you to remember them when they weren't ill if that's how they pass. If it was an accident or just uh, dying of old age, they just peter out. Um, I, one of my family members hugged me and said, oh, Grandma, you smell so good. Well, it could have been the Irish spring soap <laughs> or it could be bath powder. It could be many things. I wouldn't know what they remember of me, but I've got to keep, you know, if you have a favorite hair um, shampoo, make sure you always wear it and smell it yourself. So you show up family members and go, oh, it's Grandma. I can smell her hair shampoo. You know, and you want to make sure that you remember those things. Remember how they used to touch you. Uh, people say, oh, uh, you know, touch me on the shoulder or grandpa touch me on the hair or grandma would come up and stroke my cheek. Remember those little things when you want somebody in your life. And where I'm going with this is I want validation that you're talking to the correct person. 
I want someone that you trust to be safe, someone that you want to talk to, because if you're going to put a prayer to the universe, you put it to them, or you ask for someone of a higher vibration, you want to make sure you're talking to people that will listen to you and not be a, a char and I talked about transitory spirits the other day of some, was it you I was talking to or somebody else about yeah. uh, a transitory spirit. And I can't remember what it was, but like, who's that? Well, that's someone just floating around. I don't remember the situation. Char, I have to refresh my memory, but people can be around us, but they could belong to the family next door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, and the spirit man says, I think I'll just visit everybody in the neighborhood because when I was here before, I didn't. And so people can show up that you don't know, or it's a spirit that had emotional baggage and it leave and it become a ghost. You don't want any of those kinds of people because they're in turmoil and they'll make you depressed and you don't want that. Or it's an individual that um, was not a good person, was afraid to pass over and he's staying here and he's, when I say ghost, sometimes it's a really emotional spirit who's done things in their life they're not happy about, and they're looking for resolution. They're looking for somebody to give them. They're looking for something that we can't give them. So you want to make sure the vibration that you have sitting there relaxed is a positive uplifting so that when you feel your family member around, mm -hmm. you know it's them. Now, when I was in the car, I'm not going to say I was speaking directly to the divine. Because I didn't realize I was. But I feel like we have turning points in all our lives where the universe is waiting for us to acknowledge the next step in our evolution, personal evolution. I think I chose this body to do this work from that time when I was 39, 42, when I entered this environment. 30, um, let's see. No, I was a little younger than that. 40, that's 40, sorry. Um, sometimes I lose, what year was it? <laughs> it was 33 years ago, everybody. 1990, okay. And, uh, and so sometimes it's, uh, I was speaking sincerely because I couldn't believe I was going to live. Mm -hmm. And I was overwhelmed with the idea that I had just started a new path in life. I wasn't married anymore. I unfortunately had to leave a child with a, the dad, he was only 15. Uh, my daughter uh, was out of the house. And I was living in a way that I couldn't envision myself even a year or two earlier. And I was willing to surrender to the universe in a most humble way. And when I did, there's no way for me to explain what was happening other than the car reverberated blah, 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 like this. And it was not a vibration because it was inside. It was all around me. And I looked around and went, oh, <laughs> listen, who was that? It wasn't probably my family members, but the divine um, can be. Go ahead. Yeah, kind of, kind of skip back and back, kind of going back on this and the smells that that that, 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 that you would recognize, you know, from someone mm -hmm. in the past. My dad, it's cigar smoke because he smoked cigars. But my mother, you know, knowing what I know, from, from doing this for 18 years, I wanted to make sure I, I knew it was her. I wanted to see if she would come back. And so mm -hmm. after she passed, I did bathe her. And I bathed her in a certain scented soap. And it was, it was, it, it was funny because this is like probably two hours after she passed and I had people over uh -oh. with me 
and we could all smell her. She was there <gasps> Oh, you I know, love that. You've, yeah. You told me that before. And to this day, to this day, she comes and, and I can tell it's her because of that particular soap that I used. What, can you share what brand, what it was? I was using just a, a dial soap. It was a, a dial. It was a mint soap. It was a dial soap, but it's got a real nice smell to it. So I bathed her in that. And uh, yeah, I remember people going, what is it? You smell that? You smell that? You smell that? And I said, yeah, it's my mom. It's my mom. Now, when I'm talking to you, and we we do this often, and we talk about, oh, who's that around you, Shar? Who's it? I can't always smell it, but if you tune into if you're last and go, okay, who is this? They can have. Look at me, I'm getting all. Mo they do have an aroma. It's it's quite amazing. And I was talking to a couple people, and it's not that I'm grieving or anything, but I was an adult before I learned, or I was adult before I really went into a point of grieving when I had my own children. My father was killed when I was six and he was only 33 uh -huh. and I'm losing memories. And I was too young to remember a scent. Now my mother passed away on nine. I, I know her and I know her scent and, um, I can't tell that woman in here is her. Um, anyway, um, so anyway, let me let me go on here. So okay, sorry. Yeah, getting back that into, I love it. No, Char, are you kidding me? Talking these things, you know. So, um, I think I I love the idea that we have access and we can do this, and I want people to realize that I didn't ask for this. I was born this condition, but doing this and predicted a murder in '84. I saw unborn children in '85, walking next to a parent. A woman who had had four, two boys was single, didn't have any prospects, but her daughter was walking behind her that she hadn't had yet, a uh, spirit child. Um, there are things that we do and we go, oh, I must be nuts. <laughs> I mean, I'm nuts. I'm not supposed to know this stuff. And yet it did happen. And there was things that my children demonstrated the abilities. And we went, oh, oh, you know, my husband used to say, oh, women's intuition. Well, who knew? And especially in September of 80, uh, 72, when I was in Ferro's ice cream parlor, I came home, I was so upset. And he says, you didn't tell me you're going down there. And I said, well, evidently, I'm not supposed to, right? But I had met up with my sister, and there was a fabric store next door. And she wanted some fabric. And she says, let's go down, then we'll have ice cream, because she was someone who liked ice cream. Got right in there. I'll never forget how it imprinted in my mind. Even today, I can, I can go back to that day. And I see all the kids at the picnic tables and the moms. And uh, I got a letter from a, a twin and the twin got killed. And she says, why didn't you tell us that? And she was kind of mad, you know, and I thought, oh, my God, I was, I was only uh, 24 years old. How was I going to tell anybody? By the way, I have a sense I have to leave. Is it possible a plane's going to fall into this building and kill half the people here? Oh, my gosh. How If I knew what was going to happen. You don't think I would tell. And who would want to believe me? Okay, I want to get back to your sitting at the kitchen table. Now, at this point, we're just at establishing communication. Uh, I want you to get comfortable with the idea of automatic writing. Oh, I can't do automatic writing. Well, you don't know until you don't try. And if you don't want to do that, I want you to just be quiet and peaceful. I'll be receptive to the idea that you're not alone, that we do survive. Be joyous in that. The people who have left, don't be 
well, I'm, I'm, don't, I'm going to say, oh, don't be greedy and sad and feel cheated that they left. You can't do that because they're the ones that have gone home. You're so stuck in your flesh and you're supposed to be. I was talking to a group of people and I was talking about somebody that wanted to commit. Actually, I've saved three people by just saying out loud, try to commit suicide again. I'm never going to talk to you. <laughs> well, if you commit suicide, oh, you'll be here visiting me. I don't want to talk to you. I'll be mad at you. And one lady, I told him, I said, um, boy, it's quite experiences. If it's not meant for you to leave, no matter what you do, even if you shoot yourself in the face, how many times have we read about people shooting themselves in the head and they live? You know why? Because they're not supposed to die. You're supposed mm -hmm. to be living. And if you cheat what you're supposed to be here for, you ain't going to go, honey. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, a that's a very that's a very tough topic. So anyway. What we're trying to do is establish that it is possible. And we do talk to dead, to deceased peoples. And we have to rejoice and be happy. Remember, when we're born, our family rejoices. When we die, our spirit family rejoices. And then it's catch up with all the generations. And I'm looking forward to seeing my father if he is there. Um, I haven't had a sense of him for a few years. And two friends I trust say, well, you know, he's come back. I could see that happening because I've kind of lost that life connection with him. Not with my mother. She'll be sticking around, I'm sure. So when you're sitting there and you've gotten to a place, okay, Nancy, it's quiet. It's dim, lit, lit very lightly, just enough so you don't fall and jump, walk into furniture or walls. I'm sitting at the kitchen table. Yeah, I'm relaxed. Uh, I don't hear Papa snowing down the hallway. The kids are quiet. <laughs> the neighborhood is quiet. With Char and I like to stay up late. Because everybody's quiet and they're not calling, but there's a peacefulness in this. Remember, I did it in the car, but in the car is sometimes where I do my talking or my asking because the sun coming in is kind of comforting. Um, I will do it in a parking lot, um, driving sometimes like I did that day, April 30th, 1990, my birthday. So you have to find that place that is perfect for you. If you want to write, of course, you can't be driving. The one thing I do say is ask for somebody and ask for proof. Ask them to hug you or to touch you. Let, let them step close enough so you can have a scent of their aroma. And we, we all smell. We have a body smell. I remember uh, hugging people and just gently hear, smelling their flesh. We have an aroma. We're all different. It's amazing to me. When you ask for someone to show up and they do show up, be careful not to get so wordy. Oh, I'm so glad you showed up. I have so many questions. You get the piece of paper out. And there's 10 things you want to read to them. Initially, to start the conversation, just say, are you happy? Mm -hmm. They're going to say yes. They're going to say yes. Can I have a hug? I love you. And get a love you back. Make it simple because you can always build on that conversation later on. If you're wanting to ask for yourself, build up to it. I would like to ask you a question, or I'd like to ask for help. I would like to ask you to connect with the divine to change a path for me. You start out small so that you get that acknowledgement from them. This is the point. If <laughs> I, I have people, women, mostly women I talk to, Oh, I just had this big old conversation. They didn't mean any answers. I says, well, how many questions did you ask? Oh, I was just, I says, well, how are they going to respond if you just rattle on and on? Make it simple. 
Later on, if you get to where you can sense who's in the room, if I, I just dropped my uh, barrier just allowed and I could feel the people in here, all you have to do is learn how to relax as though I'm in this arena of lights and TV and the computer's on and all is happening. If I turned everything off and just relaxed and said, Mom, are you there? I could feel the change in the room of her entering or making her body larger. They come into the orb, they're very condensed. All of a sudden, they like the man behind me. He's not, he just backed off a little bit. I, he's not hanging over my shoulder. But in some ways, that is um, very exciting because it shows that we do survive. Now, it doesn't mean I want on my flesh anytime soon because I got Char and I have a lot of projects. She has projects, but I do too. But at the same time, I'm not going to, I will regret leaving family because they will miss me. But at the same time, I get to go home because I'll be done. And I told the universe I work from the rest of my life. Um, he, she, the divine, whatever you call it, God or the universal force, whatever you want to call it, my message, my voice, but the vibration, I will work for you. And those people who, who know me and love me, I have never wavered. In fact, I can have a conversation and say, I really want to do these things. Yet I can't get, I can't deviate from the path. Because this is so much of the pledge. Okay. I don't have any problem you asking for yourself. Make it simple. If you ask to someone else, wish that they would ask for themselves for help. Meaning, you would like to put your energy, visualize the person in your mind. You're talking to spirit people. You want to visualize the individual in your mind. And you want to say, I would like you to help me. Have them ask for help. If you ask help for somebody else. It doesn't mean it's meant to be for them. And I and I do the same thing. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. I'd like to help people and do this and that. But at the same time, if I did, then the journey, the quest, the excitement of choice and and attaining what they need, that mm -hmm. sometimes you can remember the story is not of what you have, but the quest to get to it. It's like everybody's first house. How hard did you work to get there? How wonderful it was that you obtained that. My first husband, I got a house very early in our marriage because of an inheritance I had. But we remodeled it right away, and we were so proud. It was so tiny, like 600 square feet, and we doubled the size of the house. That conquest and the achievement was amazing. So sometimes the journey isn't to have it, but the journey getting there is. So when you wish for help for somebody else, you have to get you have to ask the universe to put an idea in their mind that that's what they want and to have them ask. Because once someone asks for it, then it's in the front of their consciousness, they will create that path for themselves. That's important because we cannot take someone's free will. And by asking for help for them may take their free will of the journey. So be careful with that. Um, ask for yourself for the higher and better, um, ask for your higher self and the betterment for your life. Like if I said, um, well, I've, I've said it a few times for my higher and better self, I would like a vehicle that I could go camping and write my book in the forest or on the lake shore here. And somehow by thinking of it, I managed, and, oh, I do have a loan. I was able to get myself a big van, which I will have to create the inside but 
for my higher and better self. And what spirit people were doing was getting me to think of research, how to look. I found myself um, looking, sorry, I should have closed my email here. Um, they helped me with ideas of where to look. So during COVID, I bought a car online. Maybe not always the best, Mitsubishi in the Bay Area, but that's how it worked for me. And I got a good deal on it because it was middle of COVID. I wouldn't have thought, thought of it if probably somebody hadn't said to me, I'm <laughs> doing this with my hand, everybody, listening to RSS, um, uh, my gestures of, okay, who's talking to me now? <laughs> Giving you ideas. So you have to put the, the seed out there and let it grow and have people who know better if they, oh, I see this down the road, get the opportunity, let's direct her to that. And then mm -hmm. it will happen for her sooner. And mm -hmm. so if you ask for yourself, ask for the seed to be planted or the help to find it. Um, in that wish, uh, remember I said, for my higher and better self with the journey I'm on in this lifetime, I think I need to have something that helps me get and accomplish this. Now, of course, I'm not a fool. If I won lotto money, that would take the pressure of the stress of life. If I won that, would I then be able to do more readings or not worry about it or meet all the clients I have across the United States in the van? Who knows? Mm -hmm. For my higher and better self, if I were to win lotto, you have to identify how that would help your life. Then the universe can say, remember the machine of the man and their death experience. Those wheels will realign your path so that would happen for you. Okay. Um, and I do believe that's, that's very possible. So in that request, I want you to really think of you in the moment, in the presence of the universe listening of your family member who could then redirect you to have this happen. I want you to be sincere. You're not just fly by night. You know, how many times have Wes gone somewhere? Oh, I wish I had a better car. That's not going to do it, girlfriend or gentleman. Mm -hmm. What you need it for, plan out what that purpose would be. I know Char is in the market for another RV eventually, but is oh, she ready for that today? Not today, not yet, because there's a plan that she, that she has in place. Humble and grateful if it can happen. I'll be very grateful. Sincere, being very humble in that sincerity, and then being grateful that it could happen. For my higher and better self, thank you for the van. I will use it wisely to type my books up. I got a little portable. And the quiet. Now, I could type in the house. It's quiet. This new neighborhood, this house we just moved into, five, perfect, perfect. The problem is I'm inside a lot. So a little different environment, air is different, maybe I just feel like that would be good for me. So I put it out there to the universe. And uh, I have an 11-inch computer. I just I thought, eyes closed and type my book up. So little girlfriend in Texas, if you listen to this, yes, I'm getting better. But you can see my eyes are quite not quite. Um, I have inflammation. Um, sometimes just being older takes longer for your eyes to get better. I had lenses put in. Anybody doing this um, refracting? I had uh, stigmatism. And, um, geez, cataracts. I had that done, but I got new lenses. So my eyes are not adjusted to brightness. So pretty soon, girlfriend in Texas, we'll be talking, writing the book. Um, don't be too wordy. And when you ask yourself, remember, be calm, be thoughtful, be mindful. 
Be sincere, humble, and then grateful that it can happen for you. Uh, and I would mention this if someone else wished for somebody else wishes they would ask. That's what you ask for. Ask yourself for the higher, better, good, and for others. You cannot wish for someone else to win the lotto. It's that theory that you cannot just give somebody, that's an old proverb, you can't just give somebody who's hungry fish. You have to teach them how to fish. So if you wish the lotto for somebody, you don't know ultimately how they'll use it. Now, if you were to say, Shar, I'd like you to win the lotto. Let's get repair guy out there to do the backyard. You have to have a plan. You can't just arbitrarily say what what's for. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, to have the perception that the universe heard you, including family, family, family can redirect you. I want you to visualize the dominoes that people can buy. You know, the dominoes, a set of them. And you match them up, you match them up, match them up to create a winning environment. Or if you want to get the dominoes and set them up back, 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 so you can hit one and they all line up. You have to line up the intent and the reason for asking. And the spirit family, if they, if you acknowledge, you know who it is, say, would you help me get this? And they can. But if you're changing the net, the um, mechanism of the choice for the future, then you've got to talk to the divine. I, I made this reference once before. I, I don't particularly like spiders. I've had a lot of experiences with nasties. <laughs> but I do like what spiders are about. They're very organized. And they're in the middle of tree limb foliage. And they'll string out one string and then another. And they'll start in the center. And they'll wrap around their little web of silk. And they go round, 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 round. And it's actually kind of amazing because a fly or some the dinner will fly into the web. <laughs> and they will feel it from the center all the way out. Now they have to get from the center and they have to get to the edge to find their dinner. I'll board it better like that, right? And they will go from one level to another by following the little connectings from one row to the other. There is a plan. And it's not always a straight line. And so the universe has to sit up those wheels to adjust to the next level, to the next level, to the outcome of it, find its dinner. Well, same for you. If you ask us something, it won't happen overnight. The universe has to set it up. Um, to have the perception the universe heard you, your energy vibration needs to be at a level that you'd be able to feel the shift. I'd like to invite you to think about the last time you had a shift. You felt something changed. Sometimes it's pretty pretty minute but there was like and I remember a few times it happened to me where I felt like Whoosh. what was that Whoosh. what was that I also admitted I live at the base of a there's a big hill of the road coming into the subdivision and I was leaving the subdivision that has a stop and I was going to make a left turn well coming down the hill these people can speed up and I thought he was coming down there's a truck and I crossed and went into the lane I was supposed to. It has a merging lane on the other side. And just as I got to the other side, this guy was coming really fast. can't remember if he honked or not, but I got that jolt, like that jolt. And I said, oh, my goodness, someone in a peril life didn't make the turn. I felt really guilty. Did I create the death of somebody? I don't think so. But what I got from that was no more risks. 
like the universe had me feel an impact that didn't happen. It was quite mm -hmm. jarring. I don't know how many people have had that. I've had a couple of times when spirit people talk to me about not going forward. And if I had, it would have been an accident. And on what avenue I was stopped at, a little place um, next door to where I got my nails done to get a Circle K, whatever it was, to get a soda. And before I pulled out and I stopped because I didn't feel I could go forward. And I went, ugh. And the guy I was just talking to, I was the only one in that store. And he goes and he waves at me and I'm going waving back. <laughs> And just as I did that, I heard the sirens of a car chase and the squeaking of tires. And the guy hit the curb to my right. He flew in the air a couple feet and police came in after him and he put on his brakes and boom, and he swirls around. And guess where he landed? He landed in front of me where if I had pulled up to take a right hand turn out of the parking lot, I would have gotten hit. The universe stopped me from aggressing forward. I sat there probably 30 seconds and this guy inside the store going, what is wrong with that woman? <laughs> I was so innocent. I was just like, what, what is going on? Well, it wasn't my time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't meant to. Well, coming out of subdivision, somebody got hit. It wasn't me. Mm -hmm. The plate, the car, everything jarred. And I went, <laughs> I'm sorry, whoever. If there's a parallel universe and you got whacked, I'm so sorry. Ah. So let me go on. Shar, did anybody write in any note yet? I'm waiting for a couple. I don't know who it is. But no, but Karen. I said I... Go ahead, honey. Right. What? Karen, Karen has what? a question. All right, Karen. Karen has a question. Here we go. Are you ready for this? She says, well, Nancy, I... I lost a child when I was 22 years old. You pick up the spirit. Her spirit? Do they know if it's a girl? I don't know. This is you pick um, up the spirit. I put mask in the spirit. Uh, sometimes the soul will come in in the wrong body. So mm -hmm. she had other children and might have come in later. This happened with a client of mine. I was talking to her and she had lost a child at 17. Um, it was her choice to not have pregnancy at that time. And then she had a child later on. I went, wait a minute, wait a minute. That child came back. It was a different body. Uh, the first, I think it was a male and the second was a female, you know, it's an opposite. And so sometimes they will come back. I cannot feel that spirit with you, Karen. It was, um, temporary or the, it was the experience of you being pregnant of loss. That in itself is a whole lifetime. So, no, I don't feel the spirit of that person around you in this moment. If it is, I'm not picking it up. If you had other children, it might have been a child that needed to come back in a different body. And I do believe that happens. Eric Casey talked of that. If there was something wrong with the child, uh, the fetus, or it was the wrong sex, they will stop it and come back. Okay, what else? That's it. That's what's in there. I want to thank, you know, we, we have a nice bit full chat room today. We got Karen, I know it. Karen, Karen's with us. Anne is with us. We got two Michelle's with us. Michelle E is with us. And Michelle and Susan. And Susan's Michelle. there. Everybody's I don't there. reckon all these kids in here, but I'll keep going. If you have a question, I'm always open to questions. Absolutely. Um, then I want to go to a place here of you're sitting, you're relaxing, you're inviting family people around. Um, 
I want to be careful not to talk about ugly spirit peoples as much as I'll talk about uninvited or unwelcomed. Because I'll talk to people and I'll rec I'll see spirit people around somebody I'm talking to. I remember everything is remote for me. I'll, I described somebody the woman didn't like. I don't want that person here. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do now? I have no control. That person's there. Well, we never got wrong. And I go, okay, so, you know, maybe things aren't as bad now for that person or they want to forgive, be forgiven. They're asking. At the moment, I pick up the description of somebody. I can only tell you what I'm picking up. And people say, well, Nancy, how do you do this? I go, well, they're going to be there and they're not going to be there. I can only use my vision, you know, so that's it. Um, so removing from your energy harmful people to you. And if you are, what is this here? Uh, wouldn't you know it's something like, well, that's strange. Uh, anyway, um, word has put a little indicator here that I need to fix something. Oh, shucks. Um, so when you have a energy and you're picking up somebody, and we unfortunately have family members that aren't always the best, and when we feel them in our presence, you have to have intuit, intuit why. Are you just coming to visit? There are some family members that have been my past I've never felt. I had a uncle, uh, an uncle. He moved to Wyoming. No, Idaho. Kundalay, Idaho. And he passed away, but... He, he and I didn't have, you know, I knew him as a little child, but he wasn't somebody I knew. And if he came into the room, I wouldn't know it was him. That means, doesn't mean he's a bad or good person. It just means I didn't recognize him. Would I tell him, wait a minute, I don't know who you are. Get out of here. They have to give me proof. Um, from your energy, you want to remove harmful people. And if you are harming others, those in spirit who you are calling to do your bidding, do you feel they are worthy for abundance, love, job? It's the strangest thing. I have a, a, something to mark a word, pace options. <laughs> and it's, and it's right where I wanted to read a word. So I'm going to remove this. I, but Okay, so it's not even letting me. That is the strangest thing. Um, I'm talking about, yes, and it's kind of like, oh, we go. Um, Remove from your energy harmful people to you. And if you are doing harm to others, your vibration will not be receptive to spirit kind, nor will they want to help you. So there is something to be said about people who are damaging to others. I have a, I had a psychic friend, and she was part of a motorcycle gang. And she said they were, help, they were bad people, but they're very intuitive. And she said they were mediums and very psychic because they seem to keep themselves out of trouble. That is that group. So that individual is dealing with those people in that environment. Mm -hmm. But most people I talk to, people visiting me, I, over the years, I have talked to very few people that were on the shady side of the law. Most of us are just hardworking, down-to-earth people. Hardworking. I've talked to people who have money, but that doesn't mean they're happy. Hardworking people. Um do they do they feel you are worthy for abundance? Are you worthy when you ask? Do you feel like if you ask for abundance or better car, are you worthy or are you greedy? Make sure you know, because if you feel like you're just greedy and you think you deserve it, but you have only desire for your higher and better self, do you even deserve that? 
you want to ask for love in your life. So you want to ask for somebody to come into your life for the higher and betterment of your uh, lessons or not lessons, because I for your life experiences. You want someone to help make you better. And you want to have someone come in that you can help them be a better person. It doesn't mean you become bossy. It means that you feed off each other's likes and dislikes to make each other better. So sometimes just saying, I want a husband, isn't going to be good enough. Because anybody coming into your world, you're going to accept maybe the wrong person. If you ask for a job, line out what you want to do next. This is this job here. This is what I do. It was so um, unknown to me. We were intuitive. With, and so I come in here and I ask to work for the rest of my life. When I realized what this environment could do, what I asked for was why do bad things happen to good people? And I deal with good people and I help them through bad times. So it's just not me, it's everybody. Mm -hmm. um, oh, Char, I'm going too long here. We have a question. There's a question in the chat room. Okay. Um, it's from Michelle E. I have a question. My parents are gone since 2016, but my mother has never connected. My dad has many times. Is there a reason a parent may not choose to connect with an adult child? Um, there is a woman standing right next to you. She's uh, She was a slimmer lady and she got heavier. She got just a little 10, 15 pounds heavier. And I see her on with a smooth colored outfit on. Sometimes I can't tell, but she has a small belt on little belt and she's quite um pleasant uh, she's contemplative and witnessing so i don't know how much input or who this is i don't know if it's a mother or grandmother vibration um very soft silky kind of material with little flowers on it or little pattern so it could be a grandmother because grandparents um uh, like mother's gone maybe the grandparent with this woman uh, she has a little heel on don't know if i'm describing your mother because i don't know your age or what group this was but the feeling of mother witnessing and not want to interfere, because I do feel like she's been around. And she does have a scent. Let me think how I word this. A soft scent. Um, I like Irish Spring, but I do put Dove on. Um, I like coconut smell from my hair. Kind of like all together is too much. But she has such a faint scent to her. So I do feel like you would be able to have a sense of her scent. Dad would so be more not aggressive. I described the grandmother. I described the grandmother. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. But I have felt mother around also. She does come in quickly. This grandmother has been around a lot. Curious, Michelle, did I describe mother's mother or father's mother? Are you seeing that chat room, Char? Yeah. Yeah. I'm did she answer? Answer That's quickly, Char. Uh, uh, her mom liked Chanel number five. <laughs> go smell she'll know number five and then ask mom i want to know if you're around i don't yeah. feel like she's come back not at all um mm -hmm. be curious i don't want to get into it too long sometimes if they've only been gone a short while they may be visiting a lot of family okay she um, says fathers she says fathers father's mother a lot of times people like myself will start describing family members who are connected that's not surprising. For some reason, I felt maybe she was telling me to ask, like, ask, like, mm -hmm. this is father and mother. Sometimes I'll describe a couple come in and find out they've been married to each other. Remember, I'm just giving you visuals. 
So I do feel like these people around us, not always are they interfering or trying to direct us. Not interfering, that's the wrong word. I've got to hurry up, everybody. I've got a little bit more to do. Um, uh, do you call to yourself spirit who will help you, help you to continue your path of unhappiness or destruction? Wow, that's a really hard one. Do you blame someone in the family for your unhappiness or destruction? I think sometimes we have to realize that we're here for experiences. I had a flash of myself after in the afterlife talking to relatives. And what I heard was, well, what did you do there? What kind of experience did you have? So it's not lessons. It's not making up bad karma. Karma comes around in our own lifetime, everybody. It ain't going, excuse me. isn't going to go from one time to another. What we will carry, and I use Shara's experience because her past life we did together, it was uh, unsatisfied success. That doesn't mean there was anything bad about it. So a lot of us, if you do something bad in one lifetime, we go next lifetime, have to pay back. A lot of times it's a faint lifetime. On a couple of times have I really felt like, um, now soulmates will cut, take turns coming back and forth. Absolutely. Um, destruction, uh, that's really hard. I think you suffer in your lifetime, especially at the, toward the end of your lifetime, we will have troubling thoughts and uncomfortable lives because of the bad we did. And those times, unfortunately, we can go through our own personal health. After In afterlife, you sometimes will have to um, emotionally uh, buckle down and cocoon yourself until you work it out in your mind. Trouble times. Uh, troubling family members, ask for the wisdom to know how to help these people mentioned. You can ask for your family and spirit to soften the energy of these family members to be receptive to talk to them. Absolutely. That's happened quite a few times. You need to wait and see and have them apologize first to know that the family members and spirit have addressed them. And that has happened. Just recently, a woman who troubled with family, the brother who was giving her the most trouble called and reached out with the um, white flag and said, wait a minute, wait a minute. And so I'm, ah, God, say your names out loud. That's not fair. So I feel like the father who passed away last did approach the son and said, wait a minute, you kids need to have a better relationship. Um, be kind and loving to said unhappy spirits. So if you have family members showed up and you thought, oh, they gave us so much grief, um, be loving and supportive and say, I'm sorry that you uh, suffered. Uh, would you like to do something positive? You can help me in my journey. Uh, open doors for me. Let me see. And then you ask, well, how will you know? Well, synchronicities situations coming over and over. I just wrote a note to my son tonight about street names and how the coincidences of repetitiveness. Um, I live on a street now that I lived on um, 40 years ago. And there's so many coincidences in my life. You go, wow, was I supposed to pay attention? Absolutely pay attention. Repetitive numbers. I've been seeing 11, 11, 11 everywhere. It's crazy. New beginnings, possibly. A new career paths. I'm starting books. I've been reading, um, starting uh, the girl in Texas and I getting really into writing books, editing audio tapes. So new beginning for me on doing all these projects. Uh, so looking for those coincidences and synchronicities. I have a lady that <laughs> that will ask a question, get in the car, drive somewhere, and she looks at the first license plate she sees. And she's into numerology and astrology, not astrology, but numer numbers and coincidences. And she gets her answers by looking at license plates. Well, to me, that's kind of risky, but yet that's how she does her life. 
Um, it will take some time for your story to unfold and be patient. We are impatient peoples. We all want everything yesterday. Um, people who need monies for issues today. I'm talking to several people now. Wow, I could use it today. The universe may take longer than you want and present these monies after the event you are struggling through. And that's because they can't get it too fast enough. Perhaps the greatest reward is for you to make it through or to change your life. And then the monies will enhance you after the fact. Sometimes we think, oh my gosh, today I need the money. I'm frustrated, frustrated. But yet those energies will create the money to come to you. And it's not always the amount you want. It's not always where you think it's going to come from. But it can come to you when you least expect it. Um, and so I want to add this again as last. For my higher and better self, if possible, may I experience a better job or monies or a deserving partner, etc. For my higher and better self, start out loud. If possible, may I experience a better job, monies, and partner. So kind of remember that. Always be humble. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Almost 8 o'clock, everybody. I'm so sorry. Well, that's okay. And uh, All right. We good, done it. Good show. Good show. Quick reminder for everybody is that give me about an hour to an hour and a half so I can get over to meet up and do an update. Uh, Nancy and I will be, well, I'm not going to be doing the readings. Of course, Nancy, I will be hosting on Sunday the 17th, which is the Sunday after next. We, uh, Nancy is going to be doing solstice, winter solstice readings for people. And oh. uh, you can ask any, yes? Monday. I thought you were going to mention Monday. Oh, yes. And Monday, we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that, that'll be Sunday the 17th. And you can ask, you know, like I said, winter solstice is a time when you can look back and look forward. At the same time, so it's kind—it's of, kind of like New Year's, right? So, what it's a way to to look back, to reflect on your life, and it's a way to look towards the future. And Nancy is is willing to do some readings on that for you guys, if you want. So, give me, like I said, about an hour, hour and a half. I'm gonna have dinner after the show, and then I'll get back on the meetup, and I'll set that up for you guys. You can sign up to the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team meetup, and then if everything goes well, I will have a link for you guys to sign up. On the web, on the, on the radio website, okay. If, you're, if everything goes well tonight, which it never does, but we'll you know <laughs> we'll get that together. So yeah, if that sounds like something you, you would like to do on Sunday, that'd be fun. You know, week from Sunday, come on in and do that. Nancy will do those readings for you. Okay, Monday, Nancy's coming back because we're just gonna have a fun day of readings. We're just gonna do a reading show. We're just gonna throw yep. them out there and. And, you know, well, we have to say sometimes the DS doesn't come through and I go, oh, let put me in. We'll just do some readings. And I, yeah. I have found that to be fun as long as it's enjoyable because the hardcore stuff, that's a private session. If you call up and give, ask something really heavy duty, not only will it take too much time, but you're pressed, you're getting the audience to hear all your story. And that's hard, everybody. <laughs> and just to let you know, and, and, and along that line, when we do the event on the 17th, this isn't going to go out public over Facebook or anywhere. This is going to be a, a private room over a street. Oh, yeah. Guys. Okay. So everything that's said stays there and you don't have to worry about your personal business going everywhere. All right. That's the 17th, okay. but Monday. That's the 17th. Be Monday yeah. is, is, a, is a public. Just yeah. 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 Right here. I'm just throwing things out there. 
Okay, I will be back on Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific reading our scary Christmas story book uh, by Sylvia Schultz. So if that sounds like something you enjoy doing, just uh, kind of slide into your, you know, slide out of the weekend and, and slide into your work week, come on over and I'll be reading for an hour from that book. And uh, wow, there, there are some stories that will curl your toes in there, I'll tell you. Curl your toes. All right. Well, that being said, I'm uh, I'm going to book out of here. Michelle, I don't know. Uh, Michelle E., I want to thank you for the uh, donation the other day. I really appreciate it. That's great. Helps keep me on the air and keeps the show going. Uh, couldn't do it without you guys. All right. Well, thank I will you see for showing you. showing up, everybody. I will, I'll uh, give you Nancy's contact information and all that good stuff. And I will see you guys on Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific. So here we go. Push the right button, right? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Websites, nancymats.com, all lowercase. you got nancymatsauthor.com. The N, the M, and the A is caps. you got youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic. The N, the M, and the P. And she's got some books out. Help, get me out of this funk. This is one of the books, Nancy Mats. Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills. And The Unwilling Sacrifice. And of course you can get those at Amazon. All right, everyone. I've had I will done see tonight, you everybody. Okay, uh, we're out of here. Bye bye. Good night. Good night, everybody. Shar too. Bye bye. <laughs>